I, I definitely cranked it to Gene Smart. Believe I have. Welcome to another edition of the NXT 2.0 Rundown. Do not worry. You have not overdosed on magic mushrooms. Your ears are working correctly. My name is Adam. I'm your host. And joining me this week, John is here. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm reasonably well. And to be fair, they may have also overdosed on magic mushrooms. (laughs) Those things are not mutually exclusive. Uh, we are live to the world, as we usually are when I host things at twitch.tv slash the Souls Effect. We've got Astro in chat. We've got Killian in chat. Astro asking, is NXT usually just John? No, Astro's, uh, NXT is usually Jason and Troy. Uh, yeah. Especially so, since they've been doing Wednesdays lately. Yeah, so this this should be an interesting edition of the NXT uh, 2.0 rundown, given that I still haven't really watched anything from the E since November, uh, including <laughs> NXT. So I have... Literally no idea what's going on here, uh, other than what is uh, talked about in the host thread. So, yeah, I think that uh, that might actually help with the enjoyment of uh, NXT 2.0, though. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Um, okay, might as well just dive in. I guess. Uh, uh, I guess they knew to do the news first over on this side of the hall. So, I I think so. I uh, I'm usually I'm not news guy, so like yeah. I just react to news when they say it. Like I don't typically uh, even look at it. Yeah. Uh, Triple H issued his uh, first public statement since uh, undergoing a cardiac issue earlier this month, noting that he's doing well as he recovers. Um, as reported back on the eighth, the uh, WWE executive underwent a heart procedure for what was referred to as a cardiac event. Uh, and the game posted to Twitter to give fans an update saying, quote, I've been blown away by the outreach and support from so many people. I'm recovering. I'm not going to do my Triple H impression. I'm recovering and doing well and deeply grateful for all the love in my life, especially grateful for Shawn Michaels and all the superstars and crew uh, at WWE NXT. Uh, Steph and the girls love the snacks. See you soon. Unquote. Um, very glad to hear that uh, the Triple H is doing okay. Um, it's always it's always scary when the term cardiac event is thrown around. Uh, <laughs> That is entirely fair. Uh, it makes it sound like uh, they're holding a concert in there, but <laughs> it's the cardiac event of the century. <laughs> um, yeah, glad that uh, glad the trips is all right. It's doing all right and we're recovering, yeah. recovering well. Uh, the only other piece of news I have uh, this week: uh, Karrion Cross and Scarlett uh, officially engaged. Uh, Scarlett announcing uh, on uh, in, on Twitter actually. Sharing a picture of herself sporting her engagement ring uh, next to next to Cross with the caption "Pop the champagne." Hashtag I said yes uh, at WB Carrying Cross. So, uh, congratulations to to Carrying Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux. I'll be honest; I didn't realize they weren't already married. 
which I had no like, idea. I knew, I knew that they were a couple, but yeah, I had no idea what their yeah, actual status was. I, I figured they were married, like, and uh, also, uh, as an aside, let's let's get that some of that scarlet charisma on the on the main roster because Karen Cross is not great. I've heard I've heard that there is uh, something something lacking from uh, old Zardoz on the main roster there. Although to be fair, I wasn't a huge fan of fan of him on NXT either. You're not down with the with the TikTok. Uh, I'm not down with the uh, with the boring plotting matches. <laughs> it's like me and Walter. Okay, cool. and, and uh, also me and Walter, as it turns out. <laughs> uh, also not down with like the finisher that is like a forearm to the back of the head, like unless you're Smojo, apparently. <laughs> uh, we have one other piece of news, but uh, we'll get to that uh, later because that's kind of that's related to a part of the uh, the actual episode. Uh, so let's get to the episode, shall we? Uh, we're just going to bulldoze right through this. It is Tuesday, September 21st, 2021, and to steal a line from my other NXT show, let's dive in. Uh, we open with a recap of last week's rebrand. Um, John, we weren't on the show last week. What do you think of NXT 2.0, the setup, the color scheme, the relaunch as a whole? So I'm not I'm not wild about the color scheme. I'm relatively indifferent to like you know the aesthetic changes in the arena i i felt like that that was discussed last week to more detail than i would care to discuss about it because all, all in all like i think i i get more out of like crowd noise than i do about like the look and the layout of things so that that didn't really bug me too much but like i i have some issues with the reboot on the whole but i think that those will sort of come up organically as we discuss okay. the episode Okay. Um, good tease. Uh, good tease. I mean, um, I suppose I could just dump it all at the beginning, but I think, <laughs> I think it'll be better to pepper it throughout and not just like sure. spew negativity right off the bat. <laughs> uh, my biggest issue, for sure, was was actually something Jason brought up last week because I, I I hadn't watched last week's episode. It was on the DVR. I just hadn't gotten to it because um, mm-hmm. I was interested in the wedding, um, which they fully recapped here, so I don't need to watch that now. But um, yeah, the 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 first the first thing that I noticed. Was, was something Jason pointed out last week. Now that now that the PC is so brightly lit and, and, and colorful, it's really, really obvious how small that room is. Oh, yeah, he and did say really, that. And it really comes across on TV how, 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 how small that room is, how small that crowd is, now that everything is brightly lit and colorful. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, props to the to the WB crew, to the set design crew for, for that Titantron, that, that setup I think is very cool with kind of the overlapping screens. And I think that, I think that looks really cool. Um, it's, it just, the space itself just seems a little cramped. That's fair. I, uh, again, like I, I, I listen to that and I see the point. It just, it doesn't bother me all that much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, from there, uh, we got our opening video. Then, as we're looking at the lighting rig and the ceiling of the PC, a little bug shows up in the corner that says Lash Legend, debut of Lashing Out, next week live. No one mentions this. No one <laughs> acknowledges this. It just, it's just there. Uh, Dick Joseph welcomes us in. There are seven superstars in the ring, and we go to commentary. Beth tells us to pay close attention because we're getting a glimpse of the future. And here comes NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa, whose name I can never spell right on the first try. 
Uh, Ciampa asks for a microphone, and the crowd chants for him. It took him 908 days, he says, to reclaim his spot at the top of the mountain and take back the title he never lost, and it was all worth it. What a time it is, he says. NXT 2.0. Fresh faces ready to show the world how good they are. Carmelo Hayes, Odyssey Jones, Braun Breaker, and himself, Mr. <laughs> NXT. Just just completely ignored the fact that Josh Briggs and his friend, whose name I don't know yet, are also standing there. Tommaso, well done. Uh, he names They're the a tag team. They don't matter. <laughs> Uh, he names the t- the ring announcer, the commentary team. Who, I, I, I appreciated him calling Beth Phoenix. What do you call her? Aunt Betty or something? I appreciate that. That was cute. Um, says, they're NXT. And uh, then talks about the crowd and how happy that it is that they're back together. Together, he says, pulling the line from Triple H. They are NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, he is interrupted by Cameron Grimes, who says he's fired up. And would, what would help that fire go is the NXT Championship, which is just the rocket fuel he needs to go to the moon. Oh, sorry, I fucked it up. Cameron <laughs> Grimes. There we go. Got to get all the, got to get the bits in. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Joe Gacy steps in and gets about six words in before Law Knight appears. Uh, he said, Knight says all he sees is a heap of happy, hot garbage in the ring. I appreciate that phraseology. Uh, he is interrupted by Odyssey Jones, who reminds Knight that last week he lost twice in the same episode. <laughs> Next in line is Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland, who actually come all the way to the ring before saying anything. Dunn offers up a piece of advice. Make a name for yourself. The problem, he says, is that all he sees is a bunch of geezers scared to throw the, pers- uh, the first punch. So Tommaso Ciampa throws the first punch. And a brawl breaks out. Mm. Uh, finally, it gets down to Ciampa, Breaker, Dunn, and Holland. Ciampa and Breaker toss Dunn and Holland. Somewhere, Teddy Long feels a tingling in his loins. And Vic says he understands there's something going on backstage. Backstage, four women are yelling at each other. Kaylee Ray gets shoved to the floor before officials come in to break things up. Back to the ring, and the four are still fighting. Breaker has a mic, and God damn, does he sound like his dad. Uh, he issues the Teddy Long challenge. And Vic Joseph promises us a cruiserweight title match when we come back from break. This feel weird to you? I thought this was a mess. This um, felt just. This felt so forced to me. Like, I think the whole the whole promo uh, and being like, "Hey," especially having Champa be the guy who's like, "Hey, right. we're here and we're cool." We're like, "Hey." Champa being brand ambassador really doesn't fit his vibe. <laughs> like it it didn't work for me at all. Like I don't like how much they're trying to just sort of push all of these characters onto us in like these first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of the larger issues I've had with the, this whole whole process is that it feels like rather than sort of like working them into the the new people into the flow of what NXT was and sort of changing it gradually. It's just yeah. like Hey, everyone who was invested in this before, fuck you. We're doing this right now. Oh, here's. Like, oh, fuck. Adam vignettes. Cole left. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's. I, I think it is both insulting for the viewers who invested their time and, I guess, to some extent, emotion in, like, what NXT was. Mm. And it's also, like, it's exhausting, like, just getting all of these people and, like, honestly, relatively shallow characterization. And then we're supposed to care about these new guys. It's not really, it's not hitting for me at all. Yeah, without knowing anything about them. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it just, 
<laughs> when you said uh, when you said Tommaso Ciampa brand ambassador, all I could think of was here comes Happy Smiley NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. No one will survive, <laughs> right? Uh, He's but, the last guy who should be cutting that promo, right? Yeah, it's, maybe it's because Triple H has is, is recovering from a heart from a cardiac event. I don't know, um, but yeah, it's like they're they it's they're so fucking hammered down on it's two point it's, it's all new and different. You don't know who the fuck any of these people are, but they're cool. I promise. I don't know. One of them can flip a tire, apparently. <laughs> More on that later. Um, no, that guy wasn't in the ring. Yeah, he wasn't. It, I just, you know. it was just it. It just felt that this whole thing just felt really awkward. Especially, oh, something's going on backstage, and we go to a brawl backstage in the middle of a brawl in the ring, and then we come back, and the brawl in the ring is still going on, which I appreciate kind of because y'all. On the other hand, you have the AEW thing where there'll there'll be a brawl going on, and we'll go to commercial, and after the commercial, it'll just be clear and fine. <laughs> but so, Braun Breaker is Rick Steiner's kid, right? Correct. Because I was getting a lot of Scott from him. Like, when I was listening to him, I, I felt like I was hearing Scott more than Rick, and I don't know if that's just because... I think that's because at least Braun is able to speak in complete sentences. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I And the even the structure of the brawl, it was like Ciampa and Braun had their clear-out moment, and yeah. then they cut away, and then they got another clear-out moment <laughs> because of the cutaway, and it was just... It was all. It was, it, it was also so contrived because you've got you've got eight people in the ring, and then you've got the people who came down to the ring, and within fifteen seconds of this brawl starting, you're down to four people who are in tonight's yeah. main, who are in tonight's main event. Yeah, it was. Okay. There, there was not a lot to like uh, about this opening segment. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't. I don't remember. Like being particularly impressed with any of the promo work. Like, nothing nothing really stood out to me as something that I'd be like, that's what I want to see going forward from this character. Like, because, yeah. like, Pete, Pete Dunn's never an impressive promo. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, you I know. Still, I still appreciate heap of happy hot garbage. Something I, about I, the I phrase think... happy hot garbage just is, it's pleasing to me. Not, Knight is really, uh, really pushing through, like, just trying to normalize his use of the word incels and like calling I guess that's something if you like <laughs> if you like people who talk Ooh. to the talk to the crowd like that. Ooh. It's not really uh, my thing, but Alright, when we come back, here comes the Diamond Mine. Roderick Strong trying to claim the first championship for the Diamond Mine against Kushida this evening. Uh, the bell rings, Roderick charges with the knee, but Kushida moves. Strong avoids a couple quick kicks and we hug. We grapple around, we break, we grapple around some more. Headlock by Strong off the ropes. Strong with a shoulder block off the ropes again. Kushida with a hip toss into an arm breaker, but he doesn't get it fully applied. Kushida continues working on the left arm of Strong, and we go to break. Uh, when we come back, Vic tells us that Strong's been in control throughout the break. In the ring, Kushida drops Strong to the mat via the arm, hits a couple strikes, and a hip toss into a cartwheel into a drop kick in the face. I noticed something. No box. Did, I mean... When did that go away? Because that was a thing. I always fast forward through box anyway, so like, <laughs> I, I uh, d didn't impact my viewing experience too much. But like, I don't know because like, I watched last week, but uh, the last time I watched before that was probably whenever the last time I was on NXT Rundown was, because like, I don't know, just I have limited amounts of time, and sometimes it's just 
whatever wrestling I need to watch is the wrestling that I do sure. watch. Sure. But. Uh, all right. Uh, big strike by Kushida. Strong avoids the kick and sends Kushida into the corner. He puts Kushida up top, but when he goes up, Kushida grabs him, and they both come crashing down on an armbreaker. Uh, Strong gets a big boot to the face, then a backbreaker and an Olympic slam. This gets a two count. Uh, Strong tries the charging elbows, but the left arm hurts. Kushida with the hoverboard <laughs> lock, but Malcolm Bivens uh, puts Strong's foot on the bottom rope to break it. Uh, Bivens takes the referee, and the Diamond Mine take Kushida to the floor. They do their dirty work and toss him back in. Strong hits a rising knee and the release suplex backbreaker, and we have ourselves a new NXT Cruiserweight Championship. What do you think? Uh, this was as good of a match as I... Or I was as invested in this match as I think I could have expected to be, given that I, they I don't give a shit about either of the participants. <laughs> Like, Roderick Strong, since joining the Diamond Mine, has essentially no character. Like, he he was fun in the Undisputed Era, and it was easy to sort of, like, get behind him when he was, like, calling people dorks and cutting, yeah. like, you know, cutting fun promos. And now he's just sort of, he looks more generic, and he's he, lost, he has he's, a guy to talk to. He's lost that goofiness. Yeah, and replaced it with nothing with the, really? yeah, with, with boringness just being the leader yeah. being i guess you could call him the leader of this faction right uh, but and just like, not... this faction is nothing too really like they haven't done anything to make me care about the diamond mine as a unit mm. like including like getting rid of one of them at but, some point but like they have a girl and never mentioning it yeah I, I i did see that i uh yeah maybe she'll uh she'll get involved with like the the other faction girls and they'll all they'll all have it out but no, I I like the match. I just would like to care more about the people in the match. I mean, we've got we've got uh, we've got the Diamond Mine. We've got Legado del Fantasma. We've got Hit Row. When is when is NXT Takeover Gang Rules? <laughs> it, it's it, the uh, it's the Attitude Era thing where everyone just sort of like fashions off yeah. by race, like exactly. You gotta love that. Uh, we get celebrations, we get replays, and we get the and new graphic on the big screen. But here comes Grayson Waller. Mm-hmm. After what happened to Drake Maverick last week, he says he's realized that NXT 2.0 is a straight-up jungle, but no one is more prepared to survive the jungle than Grayson Waller. Uh, he challenges Strong to a title match next week, and Bisquick is offended. He and Roddy chat, and Bivens tells him, Next week, we show you why Diamond Mine runs NXT. Okay. This was nothing for me. Grayson Waller, I'm, 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 I believe, is Australian. I don't know. He had some sort of accent. I uh, as much as I didn't care about like Rod, Roddy and uh, Kushida's characters, care even less about this guy with no fanfare, just coming out and uh, issuing a challenge. And I guess I'm supposed to think that's cool and bold, but it's just like, who the fuck is this guy and why is he on my screen? I don't know who these people are. Yeah. Uh, that's that's going to be a recurring issue. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we cut to a promo from a stereotypical Italian. His name is apparently Tony D'Angelo, and he's coming soon. Mm. Uh, I want to mention that I wrote this uh, episode before listening to last week's NXT rundown. Uh, so my next line is not ripping off anything there. I wrote, <laughs> uh, I swear to God, that promo couldn't have been more stereotypical if he'd gone, Hey, spaghetti marinara, pasta for sure, huh? Yeah. What is this? This I petition we start calling him Fat Tony. Right? Seriously, this is uh, this is ridiculous. I, I completely agree with him last week. The, the fact that they are so blatantly being like, hey, he's a mobster. 
What is this? It's it's not good. Is what that's what it isn't. <laughs> Back to the arena for lasers and dubstep because here comes Kaylee Ray. Uh, let's go to break. Uh, Josh Briggs and Brooke Jensen talk about how they met when we come back. Turns out it was from them beating the shit out of each other in a bar. Uh, they promised to rule the tag team division, and we go back to the arena. Look, I, uh, like Jason, I've known Josh Briggs for a long time, mm-hmm. and I, I know that he's billed from nothing Arizona. He's not, he's, he's not a cowboy. And he certainly, <laughs> and he certainly doesn't have a southern accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, didn't like this either. You might be surprised to learn. <laughs> um, I even the footage itself didn't look great. Like, <laughs> yeah, the the security camera footage of yeah, the bar brawl. It was it was that pretty was dumb. in perfect HD. <laughs> On the subject of the Kaylee Ray dubstep thing, I don't know a ton about Kaylee Ray, but I don't feel like it fits. <laughs> I don't know. It's always been a theme song, so I'm just used to it by now. Gotcha. It's just it is what it is. Um, all right. Enter Amari Miller. Another new name. She uh, has some sort of psychotic break before her introductory <laughs> Goldman box shows up. I think she was trying to catch invisible butterflies. It was weird. It was very weird. Uh, Miller starts hot with some elbows to the jaw, quick neck breaker, and that's a one count for Miller. Kaylee Ray with a shot, she whips Miller, hits a drop kick, stomps on the canvas, and that's a one count. Uh, Ray face plants Miller, then more shots to the back. Miller tries to fight back, hits a jawbreaker, the roundhouse is caught into the KLR bomb, and that's the end of that. Nice little squishy squash here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaylee Ray, I of course, think... the longest reigning NXT uh, UK women's champion ever, which is gonna have an asterisk, same as Falter, because there was a whole fuck. 16 months or so where they weren't running shows at all so <laughs> still counts apparently he's been champion for 380 to, yeah but he didn't def- he didn't they didn't there wasn't a new episode during like 200 of those 380 days <sighs> good stuff uh i famously hate squash matches oh. so this was a good episode of nxt for me. <laughs> yeah I, I do. I feel like I feel like I would like to see more Kaylee Ray. She's she seems interesting yeah, and Kaylee like is, like she does good work in the ring. Indeed, I agree. Um, but yeah, invisible uh, invisible butterflies. <laughs> what? Who? Who approved? Who is the marketing genius? Who approved that? Who said? Yeah, just come out and stand in the uh, stand in the entrance and go. Huh? huh. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Uh, Astro, John, what's a squash match? Oh, uh, let me get in chat and answer that. You can answer on the show. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Okay. Uh, it, it's essentially a match where, uh, someone, uh, for the express purpose of making one person look strong at the expense of the other person, usually in under two minutes. An established, an established talent beats an unknown talent very yeah. quickly to make the established talent look good. It's the Braun Strowman special. Oh, shit. Astro's not going to know what that means. Uh, it's also <laughs> called an enhancement match. Uh, if if you're Red Velvet and you say that out loud on Dynamite. Yeah, exactly. Actually squashing them. Exactly. Yeah, more or less. Backstage, Mackenzie Mitchell is with Braun Breaker. The tag match is official for your main event. Breaker is very excited. Chompa shows up, asks if he's ready. Breaker says he is. All right. 
Uh, Dante Chen, WWE's first Singaporean superstar, debuts next. It's not disrupting the podcast to ask questions. It's fine. Uh, earlier today, some dude is walking through the parking lot with two ladies. He holds the door open for them when some other dude tries to walk on through. Uh, the first guy holds the second guy off, lets the ladies go in, and then throws the second guy into the door. I don't know who any of these people were. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And, again, it's just more shit that I didn't care about. <laughs> Got nothing on that one, folks. Uh, to the ring for Trey Baxter, who couldn't look more like an enhancement talent if he tried. Uh, enter Dante Chen. The bell rings. We lock up. Chen pushes Baxter into the corner. Then uh, I wrote, then rate a boot. Not what I meant. Uh, not sure what I was. What, not sure what I meant, but it wasn't that. Uh, Baxter with a knee to the spine and a German suplex. Maybe eats. Uh, Baxter goes up, but gets caught. Baxter fights Chen off, leaps over him, then gets a small package for two. Chen hits a devastating maneuver per Dick Joseph and pins Baxter for three. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh, what would happen if I commented because I don't know the names of like any fucking moves. Another squishy squash for you. I mean, this makes slightly more sense since he's brand new, so they, maybe they wouldn't know what his finisher was called. But sure, sure. It was uh, it was a neat looking finisher. Yeah, Wade uh, on commentary. Wade Barrett actually says he's never seen that before. Uh, to which I say, if he'd been at APW this past weekend, he could have seen Vanity Vixen hit that move on Joe Moakley twice. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, to Chase University, uh, Andre Chase, who looks like Wish.com Drew Gulak, is going to give us a lesson on Odyssey Jones and how he cost himself the breakout tournament. One of the students, whose name is apparently Steve, uh, points out that Jones beat Chase in the first round of the tournament. Uh, Chase loses his shit and throws Steve out. For those of you uh, listening at home, I, yeah. John, John is making frustrated faces. And I and I kind of punched like punched my brain. Right. It's it's bad. It's really fucking bad. I yeah, like it's it would be different if this was more spread out. But tr- the fact that they're trying to introduce like twenty new people in two weeks, it's like I don't huh? Right. I can't it, care about all these people all at once. And, yeah, you just end up to – if you're anything like me, you end up where you don't care about any of them. Yay, ADD. Um, <laughs> uh, to commentary where Beth tells us that Kyler Riley was re-injured last week and his status is week to week. Then they give us the Triple H update we discussed earlier. Uh, Cameron Grimes is next. Let's go to break. When we come back, Joe Gacy is in the ring. He says the ring is a safe space tonight. NXT 2.0 is full of conflicts, large and small. The ring is where they settle differences. He's here to assist in conflict resolution. He doesn't need to use his male privilege to get what he wants. He understands that life isn't fair. He believes unity and tolerance can be achieved, and he can be the man to show that we can achieve peace in this safe space. And that starts tonight. The WWE cannot fucking help themselves with, like, their their woke heels. Oh, and... and funny you should say that wwe appears to have dumped joe gacy's new pc gimmick after it got coverage on mainstream uh news uh, as report, uh, uh gacy just debuted this new character who is a take on woke individuals talking about how the ring is a safe space and doesn't need to use his male privilege before he uh lost to cameron grimes spoiler alert and then attempted to hug him uh the character has received coverage from fox news and the new york post both owned by uh notorious dickbag rupert murdoch uh, which both led with headlines about WWE mocking the woke left with Gacy's new character. 
Uh, as Wrestling Inc. reports, WB has now deleted the tweets and videos of Gacy from the show, including on Twitter, YouTube, and .com. Gacy has also deleted all related posts from his Instagram page. Uh, dead out the shoot. I mean, I'm good with that because this didn't, this, I mean, I guess at least it was an actual character, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the bell rings and we jockey for position. Grimes takes the wrist, gets pushed back to the ropes, arm dragged by Grimes. He locks on an arm bar. Gacy with a head scissors. Grimes pops out, tells Gacy to kiss his grits. Uh, Grimes with a big kick to the face of Gacy. Grimes charges in and eats a kick. Then a big belly to belly from Gacy. Rear chin lock. Middle of the ring by Gacy. Grimes breaks free, avoids the charge in the corner, hits a pair of running forearms. Gacy ducks the third and hand springs into the ropes and hits a big clothesline for a two count. That was impressive from, from the bigger guy. Uh, it seems fake and inconsiderate. No kidding, Astro. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, where was I? Ah, uh, Gr- uh, Grims. Grimes drops out of a power bomb, <laughs> hits another big kick. I was typing quickly. Uh, hits another big kick. Gacy with a kick of his own. Off the ropes. Grimes hits the cave in, and that's the end of that. So not only are they introducing 25 new characters, they're all getting squashed. Yeah, yeah. Which, Except for Braun Brick. Shockingly doesn't make me care more than, like, you know, just getting new characters spammed in the first place. Do always enjoy a good cave-in, though. Yes, true. And it was nice that they replayed it like three times. <laughs> uh, we get replays. We get celebration. Gacy offers a hand. Grimes kind of waves him off, so Gacy hugs him. Uh, Grimes is confused but gives a thumbs up, and we go to a recap of the wedding. Uh, so I don't know if you have a different feel about this, but Grimes as a face still isn't particularly working for me. Like, I, I like him better as, like, a, a basically doing – Similar things to what he's doing, but being smarmy and a dick about it. Sure. And if they could have kept that energy with the face turn, I would have been all all on board. But uh, they kind of kind of made him more of a bland rah rah guy, and I don't I don't like that as much. Mm-hmm. Plus, as has been as has been discussed, the whole L.A. Knight thing, Ted DiBiase thing, just ended up being a big old nothing burger. That that is fair. That amounted to absolutely zero. Uh. So after the re- after the wedding recap, we go back to commentary. Beth says she was so happy that they got their fairy tale ending. Vic says we got to hear Loomis speak for the first time, <laughs> and Wade says it's a good thing he learned some oral skills before the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, Wade Wade, Wade is uh, too good for the, for the rest of that team. Vic and Beth just stare at him, and Wade says, "What? It would be a boring trip if they didn't speak to each other." <laughs> <laughs> Vic admits that that's a good point, and we'll see their honeymoon next week on NXT. The important so, thing here is, uh, if you go back and watch this, is to keep your eyes on Wade Barrett for this segment. Because as he realizes what it is that he just said on TV, it is comedy gold. I'm telling you. So, traditionally, the honeymoon, that's when they be fucking, right? They, yeah. The question is not did we, but how many times did we consummate the marriage? Don't imagine they're going to show that. So what what exactly <laughs> is this going to be? Uh, I don't know, but it'll probably be fairly humorous. I'm not a Dexter guy, so uh, I'm not I'm not super hyped about it. But although the wedding was less like offensive than I expected it to be, although that's just because I <laughs> like Johnny Gargano. 
But yes, go back and watch Wade's face during that segment. It is fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, enter Legado del Fantasma as Electra Lopez is in action after the break. So many, uh, uh, is, is that an NXT thing? Entrance and then commercial break? I feel like it's a it's a main roster thing too, honestly. Like I think it's just a WWE thing. And then like, you know, from a production standpoint, you would think that something would have happened by the time they get back, but it's just still like more that entrance. It's which is super it's fun when you're there because you're just sitting there while they play the theme song <laughs> for four minutes. Uh when we come back we get a vignette from Von Wagner. Uh not Lyle Wagner, I was confused. Von Wagner. We watch him work out with a truck tire. Mm. And a sledgehammer. Kapowie. Does that make you want to see more Von Wagner? (laughs) It makes me want to ski down his fucking forehead. (laughs) Uh, Legato are in the ring. Electra has stolen the Undertaker's hat. Uh, Electra's opponent, Anna Shear, is already in the ring. Tractor. uh, Astro's making fun of me. Tractor. It was a tractor. It was a tractor. Tractor tire, yeah. It's a big, it's a big tire. I would have loved it if it had been like just a standard tire, though. <laughs> that that would have actually gotten me more on board with the segment. <laughs> like uh, it's a donut. <laughs> the bell rings and Electra slowly removes her jacket. Slowly removes her jacket. Uh, Electra with a big kick to the gut and a forearm to the back, off the ropes for a shoulder block. Then another. Electra drags Sheer to the ropes by her hair, then just throws her down. Big body slam by Lopez. Sheer tries to fight back, comes off the ropes with the crossbody, and gets caught and slammed. Vertical suplex rolled through into a rough blue thunderbomb, which actually pins someone. That might be the first time in WWE history the blue thunderbomb <laughs> has pinned someone. Um, yeah, this was uh, another squishy uh, and very, very basic. Mm. Yeah, it's... It... I can only <laughs> harp so much about the same shit over and over again. Yeah, but a lot, a lot good. of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escobar has a microphone. He talks about how great Electra is, says they're familia. He says Electra completes Legado del Fantasma and hands her the mic. Uh, tonight, she says, was just a taste of what the first lady of Legado del Fantasma will unleash on BFAB in NXT 2.0. Uh, the crowd chants for Legado, which seems strange. Uh, and she <laughs> talks directly to BFAB. She says BFAB is all talk, and if she doesn't like it, she can bring her skinny ass out here. Oh, shit. Uh, Q hit row as the gentlemen come from the entrance and B-Fab comes from behind. Did not think about that <laughs> phrasing when I wrote that sentence. Uh, eventually, the men drag the women apart. So we got a brawl. Yeah. Eventually, there will be a match, and hopefully it'll be good, but, you know, whatever. Hopefully. Uh, backstage, Trey Baxter is sad. Uh, his girlfriend appears to tell him that she loves him, even if he is a loser. Uh, it's basically what she said. She says, "Is he something... about to get cut?" <laughs> yeah. She says something about being a superhero. Gives him a kiss. He seems to consider the possibility of becoming a superhero, and we go back to the ring. Sure. That gimmick would never get over. Enter Odyssey Jones, who'll be in action. You won't believe it. After the break. <laughs> Uh, when we come back, the Robert Stone brand is walking down a hallway when they come across Raquel Gonzalez. She tells Frankie that their title match is next week. Then Lash Legend appears to say that the title match isn't as important as the debut of her new talk show, Lashing Out. I don't care. Uh, I was so disappointed that someone said they were going to have a talk show. I f- fucking hate wrestling <laughs> talk shows. I don't know who you are, and I don't care. 
even if I knew who they were, like I know who the Miz is, and the Miz TV is Miz TV is the bane of my fucking existence. Oh, so you're really looking forward to to Happy Corbin's new talk show? I'm, I think it's on SmackDown. I didn't watch SmackDown yet, so no, tomorrow, I no, didn't... tomorrow night. Happy oh, Corbin gonna... has a talk show tomorrow night on SmackDown. Oh, that's that's a bummer because <laughs> I've actually kind of been enjoying Baron Corbin's work lately, and uh, I feel like that's gonna that's gonna really fucking put it put a damper in that. <laughs> To the ring, where Odyssey Jones is taking on two local talents whose names we are not even told. Uh, <laughs> I know Cam. I've worked with Cam. I don't know the other guy. Uh, Cam is the white guy. I don't know the black guy. Uh, Jones shoulder blocks them both. Cam tries to pick the leg. Other guy goes for the head. Jones once again tosses them both. Elbow in the corner to Cam. Squish to the other guy. Then, the, uh, then that chase fellow shows up in the aisle. Uh, Jones goes after the other guy, and Cam attacks from behind. They double team. He breaks free off the ropes, across body for both men at once. Uh, Jones with a shoulder breaker on other guy. Classic maneuver. Uh, Cam jumps on <laughs> Jones with a sleeper, and Jones squishes Cam into other guy in the corner. They fall conveniently, and Jones goes up top. He frog splashes them both, gross, and pins them for three. It's this a good is- thing only one of their shoulders needed to be down, because like one, one of them definitely was kind of at that angle. Well, one of the one on the bottom was on his back. The one on top was on his was on his stomach. So. Yeah. Was... Uh, Chase hits the ring with a chair, swings it at Jones, who catches it, and the seat flies off. Uh, don't think that wasn't when that was, don't think that was supposed to happen when it did. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing it was uh, anyway. Uh, Chase pieces out, and we go backstage. That was nice and awkward. Uh, where Grayson Waller is talking to, is talking to two dudes who look vaguely familiar. Do we know? Do we know so ones? it was a uh, fucking Carmelo Hayes and his new heater, right? Well, they came in after it. The, oh, the, the two oh dudes, before that, the two dudes uh, he was talking to at first. No, I don't. I, I don't know who they are. Vaguely familiar. Uh, Carmelo Hayes appears and threatens to cash in his title opportunity on Grayson should he win next week, which he won't. Trick says they're just keeping their options open. Grayson and crew leave. Mandy and crew walk past, and Trick turns into that cartoon dog whose eyes bug out and roll like a slot machine. So. I'm 100% on board with Jason's trick hate. Yeah. That guy is fucking terrible. <laughs> Yo, dog, they fine. And uh, when I was watching, when I was watching, uh, like this segment, it occurred to me possibly for the first time that JC Jane and Gigi Dolan look like you took a creative wrestler and used the same model and the person who created Gigi Dolan just had a little more fun with it. <laughs> Let's give this one bright orange hair. Right. Like, they look shockingly similar, like, outside of, like, the minor aesthetic, like, tats and hair things. Uh, Toxic Attraction, we're heading for the ring, it turns out, because uh, we go to the arena, and here they come. Uh, Vic says they'll talk to us after the break. (laughs) When we come back, it's Ikamanjiro. He shows us his closet. This, This is strange. This is weird. This is strange. I don't know who this guy is. Like, he's Ikemanjiro. Uh, he's a, sure, but he's got a lot of suits, and some of them have his face on them. I get I get a lot of names thrown at me uh, lately, and they're not all sticking. Uh, to the ring for Toxic Attraction. Mandy says when she came to NXT 2.0, which she didn't. She came to NXT. It wasn't 2.0 at that point, but semantics. Uh, she came here to be our gift, our golden goddess. The division was in desperate need for a woman like her, a woman that the fans will never be with but love to look at. Which is just giving me Sable vibes, and I hate it. 
Uh, that's oh, a yeah. turn. Sable was fucking atrocious. Where were we when her face was batteredly and beaten? <laughs> so close. So close. Batteredly, batteredly, which isn't a word on its own. Batteredly and beaten. <laughs> we did nothing. We ridiculed her. We gift her. I thought we did nothing. Did we do nothing or did we ridicule? No, anyway. I definitely did nothing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Uh, turns out they all don't give a damn what the people think. Behind this beauty, there's a beast ready to be unleashed. This is the future of the women's division, and they're ready to take over. She hands the mic to Gigi Dolan, who says uh, she knew that if they could bring out the aggression in Mandy, that nothing could stand in their way. J.C. Jane says they're just not pretty. They're not just pretty faces in the crowd, and they certainly weren't going to sit around and wait for an opportunity. They want the tag titles. So, Mandy had one good line, <laughs> and it was when she shut down the what chance. Was it battered and beaten? Oh yeah, no, it was not that one. <laughs> um, like to be fair, if uh, if she had been better in the early part of the the, uh, the segment, she might not have gotten the what chance. But uh, she, when she uh, when she said, I think it was. Uh, keep wetting me if I'm not the hottest thing uh, in the ring or something like that. And I was like, that was actually a fairly effective way of dealing Pretty with good. that. Because sometimes, like, people get flustered by the what's. And so it was nice to see her roll with that. But, yeah, this, I, I thought I thought that uh, Gigi's part of this was okay, but the rest of it was very forgettable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, backstage, Io Shirai and Zoe, uh, what's-her-face, have been waiting, uh, watching. Mackenzie asks for their thoughts. Io says she doesn't like them, so the match is on. Zoe asks if Io thinks that should be something they should talk about together. Uh, Io then confirms that Zoe wants to fight them as well, so it's all good. This dynamic doesn't work at all. <laughs> and it hasn't worked since, well, before they picked up the titles, actually. But it's just, Io doesn't like Zoe. Io apparently doesn't like anybody. And... I also don't like Zoe, so like <laughs> I'm not getting behind them when Stark? Zoe tries it's to Stark? buddy up her. It is Stark, yeah. Okay. Stark Industries, for sure. <laughs> uh, someone I don't know enters to say that JC and Gigi aren't the only women who want a title shot. She says Indy's going to want another shot when she comes back from her honeymoon. Apparently she's Indy's best friend, though. Mm. No idea who that was. Uh, Jason will tell us next week. Main event time, <laughs> so here come Dunn Holland. Let's go to break. <laughs> uh, we come back for the official announcement of Stark and Shirai versus Dolan and Jane next week for the tag titles, plus Raquel versus Frankie for the women's title and Strong versus Waller for the cruiserweight title. Lots of title matches next week. Uh, then the en- entrances of Breaker and Ciampa. Dunn starts with Ciampa. They slug it out. Back and forth we go until Ciampa gets a backslide. Dunn gets right back up, and back and forth we go some more. Uh, Dunn tags Holland. Ciampa tags Breaker, and they lock up. They unlock up, and Breaker yells. <laughs> Uh, Holland with an uppercut, then a headlock off the ropes. Holland with a shoulder block. Holland back to the headlock. Braun reverses off the ropes. Braun with a shoulder block. Waistlock takedown by Breaker. Then Dunn comes in to get power slammed. Holland into the corner. Breaker tags the double team. Chomper with a rear headlock. Holland fights out. Gets chopped. Dunn with the blind tag. He drop kicks Champ in the spine. Dunn begins working over the right arm and hand of Champa. Dunn tags, takes out Breaker. Then Champa comes back and takes out both Holland and Dunn. He tosses Dunn over the commentary table, then takes a moment to pat himself on the back, which allows Holland to tackle him over the table as well. Holland tosses Champa in the ring, and we go to break. Uh, when we come back, Dunn's back in. Champa fights off, but kicks Dunn into his own corner, and Holland tags in. Champa fights out of a suplex and gets one of his own, and Breaker finally gets the hot tag. Breaker with three shoulder blocks, two belly-to-bellies, and then he locks Dunn in a Breaker... <laughs> 
jokes. I forgot I wrote. Uh, then he locks down in a breaker reclaker. <laughs> <sighs> Dunn almost taps out, but is able to grab the fingers. He tags Ridge and throws Braun into an Alabama slam. Champa breaks up the pin, and he and Dunn go toe-to-toe. Rising knee from Champa, he runs into an elbow. Dunn with an elbow. Champa with an elbow. Breaker with an overhead belly-to-belly on Dunn, and Breaker and Holland square off. Eight million double clotheslines later, both men are down. Uh, Champa prevents Dunn from bringing in the baton. He tosses the baton. Dunn tosses Champa. Breaker picks up Dunn, uh, picks Dunn up in a gorilla press, but Holland rakes the eyes. Holland retrieves the baton and holds it behind him so Kyle O'Reilly can appear out of nowhere and steal it from him and hit him with it. Uh, back in the ring, Champa with a Willow's Bell on Dunn. Breaker hits the gorilla press power slam on Holland and pins him for three. Uh, Breaker's got the title. He's hesitant to hand it over, but he does, and we go to replays. Celebration, mm-hmm. and we go off the air. This was decent. I, I enjoyed this match. Yeah, this was good. Uh, probably easily the best thing that I've seen fucking Ridge Holland in. Although, <laughs> that might just be more me, because I get the impression that like other people on the network are more Ridge Holland guys than I am. But uh, I, I enjoyed his short run in NXT UK. They, gotcha. they brought him over really quick, though. And yeah, I, 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 I got hurt. So I, I don't know what happened there, but like I haven't enjoyed him since he's been back. Um, I liked this match. I think that if you're gonna have Breaker do so many Steiner things, just call him fucking Steiner. They can't. They, they can't. Want, they don't want to pay Scott Steiner for that. That's why they had to change the name. Apparently. They have all kinds of fucking money. <laughs> Just pay Scott Steiner. Like, it'll help you open another look, Shoney's or whatever look, it is he's up to. Yeah. Look, you don't want Scott Steiner doing the math on those royalty checks. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Are we going to get breaker math at some point? <laughs> One can only hope. Breaker Ricklaker. Uh, That's literally the only thing I've ever seen of impact is this, the Steiner <laughs> math promo. Of course. Uh, uh, I thought this was, was a pretty ha- fun episode. Uh, lots... Perhaps too many squash matches, but... Um... So, I can't get past, like, how much they're trying to shove into them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it just... Like, it's cognitive overload for me, where I, I can't get into... Like, I got into this, because I already knew... I, I already like Ciampa. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm aware of Dunn and Holland and what they can do. Breaker, they've done a better job... Of, job of developing than the rest of these people, I feel like. So, like, I, I was able to connect with this. To some extent, I was even able even able to connect with the Cruiserweight title match, even though I don't really care about either of them. I'm at least aware of them as entities. Right. But they're, they're just spamming so much shit at me that, like, I have trouble, like, connecting with what even what I might under normal circumstances find entertaining. And I'm just like, I find it all kind of like cognitively overwhelming. Sure. Sure. So sensory overload. Yeah. So like it may have been a technically good episode, but I didn't like it. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's certainly, it's, it certainly is an issue that, uh, that they seem to be having. And like, like we said earlier, they are, they're diving so hard into this, no, it's 2.0. It's brand new. Uh, that they're just throwing so much shit at the wall. And I feel like they have they have enough people from before that you could be doing this in a more like gradual and yeah. like organic feeling sort of way. Like instead of it's just like hard stop, get on board right the fuck now. Like it's. 
I was one of the people uh, who was like, this is more, mostly going to be cosmetic. Like, and I thought NXT was going to be largely the same. And, like, seeing seeing it play out, I'm a little more worried than I was two weeks ago about how much I'm going to enjoy NXT, which week to week usually had been the wrestling program that I enjoy the most of. Yeah. But, like, the la- like last week it was it was Dynamite. And you know how I feel about Dynamite. <laughs> Like, I mean, Big E winning the title was cool, but, like, mm. Raw was still mostly nothing. Yeah. Although I've heard good things about this week's Raw that I have not gotten a chance to watch. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, you know, still going to give them time. If I, if I manage to watch next week, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, to kind of let things kind of settle into place, but right now it's just it's it's very chaotic. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, like you said, it, it can be overwhelming because now you're like, well, who the fuck is this that I have to keep track of now? Right, is Trey Baxter and is Trey Baxter a jobber, or do I have to pay attention to him? Both, maybe. Like, cause, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to make of a lot of it. Like, yeah. I'm not even really sure who. Like, you know who I'm supposed to be rooting for out of this new crop for the most part. I feel like I'm supposed to like Braun Breaker because like they're really pushing him, but yeah. like and I'm I'm supposed to supposed to hate the uh hate the safe space guy who who knows what his gimmick's gonna be next week apparently since uh since you you uh told me about the news but Oh Joe Gacy, yeah. Yeah yeah. Like, cause that whole thing like it just reminds me like, you know, of like Daniel Bryan, like you're, you're going to make him a bad guy, make him a lefty environmentalist. Like, you know, just sort of, like, take a sensible thing and do it over the top, but, like, you know, through this sort of lens of the world as, like, as it is through Vince and people who are like Vince and share that sort of worldview. Yeah. So it, it's all kind of ridiculous to them. Mm-hmm. Like, a, as someone who is uh, who is more left-leaning, I don't enjoy that aspect of, like, WWE characterization. But at least with Daniel Bryan, we knew that he had the skills to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Bryan made that work because he's Daniel fucking Bryan. Right. Or now he's not. <laughs> he's a different guy now. But. Yeah. he. That's the thing with this joke. And now apparently we're not even going to see if Joe Gacy has the cojones to pull this off because apparently it doesn't exist. I mean, early returns were no. but So I, I, I never thought I'd say this, but thanks, Fox News. Right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I feel like this is the sort of shit that Vince likes, but like he doesn't like the attention. Like I'm assuming they don't like the attention that comes with it. So it's like, okay, we've got to double back on this. And I guess if it means there's less insulting shit, then it's a net positive. But I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, if you had uh, 15 minutes to spare, what would you go back and watch? It'd be the main event, main event and event. it's not close. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, definitely. Um, yeah, we started, like I said, we started off very awkward. Uh, Cruiserweight title match was decent because, uh, again, that was two people that we know who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then from there, it was squash, 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 main event. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. some vignettes and stuff. And that doesn't necessarily – oh, yeah, stereotypical Italian guy. Uh, <laughs> Hey, 
pepperoni pizza, you know what I mean? Uh, and that doesn't necessarily make for an entertaining show. Like, I, I th- overall, I would say that I enjoyed the episode because there were those kind of character beats and, and, and fucking Wade Barrett's face. <laughs> but <laughs> it, strictly speaking, in terms of from a match content point of view, I would not say this was a very good episode, except for the one ma- the one match at the end. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, as someone who cares more about the character stuff, I even feel like a lot of that's pretty muddled, too. So, like, the, uh, the again, doing good work with the existing characters, but how long is that going to last as they're sort of shifting more to these new people? And are they actually going to start, like, putting in the work to make us care, or are they just going to hope that a couple of uh, half-assed vignettes are going to do the trick. Right. Or in some cases, just, I popped up on the stage and I said a thing, (laughs) and now you're supposed to care. Mm -hmm. Like, not even doing the vignettes in some cases. We beat the shit out of each other in a bar, and now we're best friends! (laughs) Alright. Yeah. Anything else to add? No, no, I think I... uh, I've unleashed most of most of what I want to talk about. Just it, it's uh, I'm not optimistic, but <laughs> which is a shame. I'll keep watching. They're going to make fun of us for how short this episode is. You realize? I'm uh, fine with that. I I uh, I don't always need to be here for two hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that wraps up the uh, NXT 2.0 rundown this week. Lord knows who'll be hosting next week, but until then. Uh, stay safe, <laughs> stay sane, be well. Watch uh, your shots. Mm. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, and good good night, friends. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesaleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>